With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to another episode of Winging It Motown Radio. I'm your host, Kyle. We've got Graham and Peter, and we've got Mike tonight. We've got no JJ. JJ's feeling a little under the weather, so he's taking the night off. We hope he feels better soon. Um, and honestly, who could feel good lately with the way everything has kind of panned out? Um, outside of that, guys, uh, how, how is everything going for you? Not too bad. Pretty good. Good. Okay. Super, super peachy, wonderful. Wow. It's hard to complain with a hot mug of tea. A hot mug of tea. I'm, uh, I'm so not used to hearing best night ever. Uh, so <laughs> that's this is uh, we're all that's, out that's, of our element right now. Yeah, that's, um, Jay, that's JJ's thing. So we're yeah. not gonna. Yeah, I know. I know what I'm saying. Is he's not. Get here, well soon, so JJ. I'm not used to it. Um, God. <laughs> JJ, we hope you are having the best Nyquil ever. Yeah, JJ is Hi. in the NyQuil state right now. <laughs> so hey, let's uh, let's break right into it. The week in review. Um, the Red Wings are riding a very lovely two-game losing streak. Uh, one of which they got their asses handed to them on a silver platter by the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, shut out five to nothing. Um, the most recent one against the Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, in which they went down three to nothing. Or I'm sorry, two to nothing. Uh, they roared back. Or was it three to nothing? Three to one. It was three to one. Three I'm one. sorry. Yeah, it was three to one. Sorry. Um, anyways, the down three to one. Uh, they they came back. They tied the game up uh, in the third period, and only to have their hearts crushed uh, late in the third period. Uh, I think like with a minute and change left uh, by uh, minute ten. None other, minute ten. None other than the uh, Nikita Kucherov, the uh, the guy who just destroys us every single friggin' time. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there's a lot to unpack. I think the Red Wings in that game, uh, I don't know. I, I There's not much really to say about the, the Montreal Canadiens game for me. The game sucked top to bottom. Uh, it was garbage. Um, goaltending wasn't good. Team wasn't good. Uh, Carey Price, did, you know, nothing. And you basically call it a win if you have him on your team. Um, so, I mean... I just look at the the Tampa game. You know, they came out and they were kind of dull in the first period. And then... Uh, uh, they came out in the second and third period, and it looked like they looked really promising. And you saw strong games from Ryan Sproul and uh, Anthony Mantha. Um, and uh, now the team is uh, going to be uh, seeing the Capitals on Friday and then the Flames on Sunday. So I guess what are your guys' takeaways from the, the two-game losing streak that we have right now? Um, you know, if you have anything to say about the Canadians game, uh, you know, go ahead. I just didn't because I thought that game was garbage juice. Um, so... Uh, Graham, why don't you go first? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, the the Montreal game just it just sucked. Uh, was I was I thought it was one of those weird five nothing games where you don't actually blame the goalie because it really wasn't his fault necessarily. Yeah. It, just the entire team in front of him just was garbage. Um, you know, I mean, once it was, I think once it was three nothing, and then 
Was it two nothing when the goal got called off, or was it three nothing? I can't remember. I but honestly the, God, do not remember. I think it was two nothing, and then there was the goal that was called off, um, and you thought, okay, this is going to give them a little bit of momentum, maybe, and then you know, no. So, uh, whatever. Uh, you know, it's just I. I Personally, just kind of chalked it up to just one of those games that they just they just weren't good. So whatever. Um, the Tampa game was frustrating because Tampa was coming off the they were on the second half of a back to back. So they were tired. You kind of expected that that push from the beginning because you knew they were going to kind of fade late. And then that first goal by um, by Kucherov was just that's just the kind of goal that the Wings cannot afford to give up. Um, where they just basically hand them a, almost a free goal. Uh, and then the next thing you know, a couple minutes later, it's 2 nothing. And, I mean, credit to him for coming back. Um, I was happy to see Sproul get his first. I've been a fan of his for a long time. But, you know, it's just, I don't know. It just, it, it, I think it's just a microcosm of the fact that this team just almost has to play perfect to beat the better teams in the league um, on a yeah. regular basis. Yeah, and a team from, like, the Red Wings, it's almost impossible to have a perfect game. Um, uh, Peter, what about you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I got to uh, I got to write the recap of the uh, the Tampa Bay game. So thank you. Yes, you're welcome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, honestly, like after the first uh, the first two goals, I was really starting to be angry at you. Like, obviously, not really. But <laughs> yeah. I was just like, of course, I was like, why did I why did I take this one? <laughs> um, but like, you know, like, like Graham said, I mean, that that first goal. I mean, like, it's it's hard to tell because, you know, when you're doing the recap, at least, you know, the way I do is like, you know, you're watching and typing and then sometimes you have to, you know, open up another tab to look something up. And so, you know, sometimes it's hard to see everything, um, you know, even when you're trying to watch your replays. Um, and I mean, it, like, it, it kind of seemed like, you know, it wasn't. It, it was just kind of a weird bounce that, you know, kind of, you know, Mrazic went to play it uh, and then you know, kind of got away from him, you know, as opposed to like him making like just a really stupid play. Um, but at the same time, I mean, either way, like, you know, like I said, if I missed it and it was, it was a really dumb play, it was just really like disheartening, you know, it's just really deflating. Cause like, it's one of those types of goals where, uh, it, you know, it just kind of crushes your soul. Um, and obviously, I mean, you know, these are, you know, professionals, you know, you know, you know, it, you know, they should be able to come back from that. Um, but then, I mean, like, honestly, like the second goal, the second goal was just awful um, because, I mean, Stamkos, obviously one of the best players in the world. But I mean, I could have scored that goal. Um, and I mean, if I remember correctly, I think it was like Zetterberg, like just completely like he was there, but he wasn't. I mean, he was kind of there, but like, I mean, Stamkos should never have been that wide open. Um, and thinking back throughout the whole year, I mean, that kind of seems to be a pattern. Like we we seem to give up these goals where we just either lose our players or just, um, you know, we're there, but we don't really make contact. Like I think it was, uh, what was it? Uh, which game was it? Where um, it could have been the Montreal game. Um, you know, the puck's loose in the slot and there's like four Red Wings that could have gotten to it and yet they don't. Um, you know, we seem to get beaten to the, you know, beaten to the puck in front of our own goal uh, for easy chances and easy goals. And that's, you know, it's really uh, frustrating to see. Um, I think, um, you know, you know, one of the things that we've been seeing lately is, you know, I mean, Ryan Sproul comes in earlier in the year, plays, I think, what, two games and he looked great. I mean, you know, he looked like what we saw. Like he's easily, 
way more offensive than we've been getting from a lot of our defense. You know, he, like he, he pushes the play. Um, he's obviously dangerous on the power play. Um, and I haven't really noticed unless I've been missing. I mean, he, he doesn't look like he's bad defensively. It's not like, you know, he's making, I mean, he seems to be better defensively than a lot of our defensemen have been. Um, I mean, like it for me, it was baffling when he was scratched, you know, and they're like, oh, we got to get Woulet back in. I mean, mm-hmm. okay, maybe. But then, you know, what was it like three or four games he's sitting? I mean, like, like, like that's been my frustration with the with with the whole year, you know. It takes forever for Athens to see you to get in. And oh my God, what a shock. He really helps the team. It takes forever to Mantha, for Mantha to get in. What a shock. He really helps the team. It's like the, the most frustrating thing about this year is we keep putting out these players who are not better than other players that we have. And obviously some of it's like contracts and roster stuff. But I mean, there's no reason that some of the players have not been playing and others have. And for me, that's the most frustrating thing. Well said, Peter. Um, I, I completely agree. Um, Mike, what about what about you? What are your thoughts? Mike and I actually watched the game, the Tampa game together in uh, at Red Fox Pub in Royal Oak. Uh, having good company around definitely eased the pain. That's for sure. But what about you, Mike? Yeah. Um, I mean, this is going to be nothing new that you know people haven't said before. But I think this is those two games just show that this is going to be a season of open wounds. And I think a lot of stuff is going to get exposed. And the, the the two games just go to show how far removed we are from championship caliber hockey. I mean, the 5 nothing clowning by Montreal was just awful. And it's like, that, that's one of those where you just choke it up, chalk it up to, okay, we don't have it tonight. You know, let's just regroup and focus on not getting hurt and minimize the damage. But... What happened with the Tampa game, I mean, that almost felt like like the movie 300. Like, you know, you go into that game knowing that you're facing a superior foe and you're probably just going to die. And then it's like, well, they've got, you know, travel and they're playing the night before and all this stuff. Maybe we've got a shot, hope against hope. And then, no, you just end up dying a horrible death at the end. So, I, sure. I don't that's a doom and gloom way to look at it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, when we came into this, we, yeah, we came into the season. I mean, most people um, assuming this team was going to be anywhere from slightly above average to mediocre, and I think right now they are meeting expectations, which is bad. But it's also, you know, it's. I mean, it's not horrible. It's not the end of the world. Uh, they are what they are. They are a heavily flawed. Uh, they are a heavily flawed team uh, that isn't going to contend and <laughs> management has clearly uh, it said that they're not a team that can contend. So, you know what it is, what it is. And it's just what, what I'm more worried about going forward uh, is how they will deal with if they, if the, if the rails, if the, if the team comes off the rails, how they're going to deal with it. Uh, that's the biggest uh, concern for me. Um, you know, how, how, what are they going to do? Are they going to try and reload and put something and try and make it into the, t- the playoffs as a bubble team or are tell a guy like Tom Svanick, Brandon, Brendan Smith, um, and just do like a quick, quick, quick little reload over the season, uh, off season. Who knows? Yeah. Um, that's well, going to be a big, on the- go ahead. Oh, okay. <laughs> on the on the Brendan Smith note, just something that you and I were talking about in the bar last night. But like, he had a bad game last night. Yeah, and I think 
I think that's one of the wounds that is, is going to get opened up big time this season is people are going to really fall off the Brendan Smith train. Like there've been a lot of people for a while who have said like, he's not a good player. And then flip side of the coin, a lot of people said, Oh, he's got great upside puck vision, moving capabilities, all that kind of stuff. And in the second period when he was um, looking to, to establish the breakout, and I think we were on the power play at this point and Palat just comes back and he freezes and Palat just picks his pocket right just to the right of Mrazek and creates a scoring chance almost. Like like you and I were watching at the bar and just mm-hmm. flipped our shit about that. <laughs> but like yeah. just that those kinds of things from from Smith and from some of the other veterans that are on the team, even veterans who aren't named Miller or not. Um <laughs> right. those are those are get used to seeing those people and, until we move some pieces on Kindle deals. Yeah, and that's what I even said, that if it comes down to it, I think I'm okay with um, uh, having a guy like um, Brennan Smith sit for Ryan Sproul. Um, I think yeah. that Sproul has uh, earned the spot, and I think Brennan Smith has earned the, uh, the, the the chance to ride the pine pony for a game or two um, to get his, yeah. uh, to get his um, life together. Um, I shouldn't say life together. Get his shit together. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I mean, you know, <laughs> well, you got the major, to, major stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not to hang around uh, the two-game losing streak, which has been kind of a something that's really got us down in the dumps. But we'll talk about player news next, which is uh, there's there's a lot to talk about. I mean, you have Andreas Athanasiu who is down with a knee sprain. Um, they told us today, which it is Wednesday now, um, that uh, he's not going to be back for at least two weeks. So there's one key player who's out. Um, you have. Vanek coming back on Sunday against Calgary. Um, uh, you have, let's see, and, that, and now obviously you have Darren Helm, who is out for six to eight weeks after a nasty um, collision, um, which sent him in the boards and looks like it just ripped his arm right out of his shoulder. Uh, it, it was ugly. Um, he just went right off the ice as soon as it happened. You knew it was bad. So I'm assuming he's going to be gone for eight weeks, just two months, just straight off the top. So at the same time, sucks that you're missing Darren Helm because he's been really, really good this season, I think. Um, and then on the other, on the flip side, that means you get to keep a guy like Anthony Mantha, and you get Thomas Vanek back. So uh, maybe it's a six in one hand, half a dozen in the other kind of outlook. Um, maybe it's good. Maybe it's better. Who knows? Um, we have to wait and see. Uh, but general thoughts is that to lose uh, a player like Darren Helm, obviously that sucks. But you know, fi- I mean, Anthony Mantha should have been on the team to begin with. Um, you know, but that's a whole nother can of worms that we've already opened and we're not going to reopen right now. Um, the fact of the matter is that he's here right now. He's been impressive so far. I just hope that they don't throw him back on that fourth line role and they keep him in a top six role or even top nine if they want to put him on the, uh, the uh, you know, along with Vanek and Nyquist and, or, uh, you know, maybe put him on that second line and bump Luke Lindenning down because that's definitely going to happen. Um you know what is a uh, what are your guys' uh, general thoughts? I mean, on on the uh, the injury front, does that mean is the team going to be worse? Obviously, losing Athens to see you is going to make the, it's going to hurt the team because of the way he plays. But um, do you think that swapping out Helm for Mantha? Do you think that's a lateral move? Do you think it helps the team or do you think it hurts the team? I'm going to pass this one off to Peter first. Oh, okay. Um, 
Hmm. I mean, part of the problem with losing Helm, uh, in addition to, I mean, you know, just him, him, you know, obviously he's done a lot of really good things this year is, you know, with Vanek coming back, I mean, the beginning of the year, part of our success was Helm and Vanek, you know, you know, having really good chemistry together on a line. Um, so it sucks that, you know, now that we're going to get Vanek back, you know, Helm is gone. Uh, obviously, like we said, for, for, you know, quite some time, uh, you know, so that's, uh, you know, I, I remember watching originally, like, and then I watched a replay, you know, at first I thought it was his leg. I mean, if you watch that hit again, he like, it looks like his leg almost like, like his knee almost hyper extends. Uh, I mean, like it looked like his entire body got destroyed on that hit. Yeah. Um, and it, it like, uh, I, I saw, you know, I saw people were talking about this and, and, and it was kind of my question as I was doing the recap last night is initially, I mean, it looked like. It, I mean, it looked at least at least borderline illegal. Um, like I was just surprised. At first, you know, I was like, well, I guess not, because like you know, you would have figured that the announcers would have at least said something. Um, I mean, it looked like it was like a low. I don't know. I mean, it, it looked to me like it was at least close uh, to being a legal hit. Um, but nobody seems to be really, you know, outside of you know us, maybe you know, in the comments and stuff. Nobody really seemed to mention it. Um, but I think. Um, you know, for me personally, which of course is, you know, what I care about the most, um, Athanasiu being out sucks because, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm, uh, next, next Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, I will be at the game in New Jersey and obviously I was hoping to get to see him, you know, but like you said before, I, I am looking, you know, forward to get to see Vanek, uh, Mantha definitely. I mean, I've been waiting for Mantha for a while. Um, you know, I've been pretty high on him for a couple of years, uh, and so, yeah, I will. Yeah, since what was it last year when he when he had the the injury in preseason last year, right? Uh, no, are you talking uh, about when he was Man- Mantha? Oh, year before. It was year before. Yeah, his, yeah it was so, his rookie year, like just coming out of junior. Yeah, so I mean, I, you know, I, I've been I've been high on him since that year. Like I thought, you know, I I thought I remember watching preseason. I thought, you know, he he had a chance to make the team. You know, I thought he had a chance to kind of be, you know, what Larkin was last year. You know, so it was disappointing to see him have that injury, and then you know, obviously all the stuff in between. Um, but I mean, you know, he he should definitely stay in the lineup. We talked about that before. Um, I mean, I think Vanek coming back is going to be obviously a huge a huge help. Um, Absolutely. I don't want. Yeah, I don't want to say too much because really I want you know other people that have stuff to say. But yeah, I mean, Vanek coming back is going to be really helpful. Absolutely. Um, let's go to Mike. Why don't you go? You went last. Last. I'm gonna let Graham go last. Fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, dirty people from Chicago. <laughs> he's not from Chicago. Not from just, there. I'm not from oh, Chicago. Yeah. No, he's from Canada. Even worse. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just I'll just blame you for all our problems. Um. <laughs> Blame yeah, the, Canada. Blame Canada. That's exactly what was going through my head. <laughs> not even a real country anyway. <laughs> all right, all right. Go ahead, go ahead. But um yeah, the Athanasiu thing is is just awful and you hope he comes back at 100% because for a speedster to sprain his knee and we're lucky it's just a sprain, but you know, obviously thoughts and prayers there that he's still 100% afterwards. Um the the helm thing, helm for Mantha I'm I want to be optimistic about that because Mantha's given us a lot to be optimistic about with his play uh, since we've seen him called up a couple times um, that that filthy no looker to Zetterberg last night yeah, that was, was, was just oh oh man I want to watch that right now <laughs> um, 
<laughs> but the the way that the Vanek Helm Nyquist line was playing, like I I don't want to go so far as to say that Helm was the straw that stirs the drink on that line. Um, but you see this kind of thing where, um, you insert one person into a line and it's supposedly a better person for whatever reason, the line chemistry falls apart and they don't perform as well. Um, and I, and I, I don't think we'll see that same kind of thing if we insert Mantha onto the third line. Um, but you never know because he and Helm have different skill sets. Right. Um, and and maybe it's something in Helm's skill set that really drove Nyquist and Vanek uh, when they had that hot start. Um, so maybe Mantha's better suited for, um, like you said, taking over Glenn Denning's spot on the second line. Uh, but that still leaves the problem of with Athens see you out, uh, you don't have that speedster on the third line, really, uh, unless you drop Larkin all the way down there. And, and I don't think anybody's looking to do that anytime soon um and it just seemed like that third line allowed the other lines to do more of their thing the way it was functioning to start the year um so so i'm i'm optimistic for mantha staying in the lineup over helm with with that situation going on but there's a big part of me that's wary as well yeah, um, and funny that you mentioned it. Just to kind of input here right now, um, actually the uh, the Red Wings, as as we are podcasting right now, everybody will know by the time they're listening tomorrow. But it sounds like Tyler Bertuzzi is on his way back up to uh, to Detroit from uh, from the uh, from Grand Rapids uh, after a six to three win. He had two points tonight. Um, a real nice game from him. So uh, there you go. There's your recall for. Um, for the injury that has been saying. So as we look at it right now, the, the Red Wings in two weeks could very well have a team with Ryan Sproul, Anthony Manta, Andreas Athanasiu, and Tyler Bertuzzi on it. That's a little exciting. Um, I mean, of course, it's all due to injuries, but it's still, it's enticing. Um, Graham, you're up next. Why don't you uh, give us your thoughts on the uh, the roster as it is? Uh, well, I mean, it's, it's a shame that the injuries can't happen to the defense. Maybe solve some of the problems <laughs> they have, right? Like maybe, you know, just maybe, maybe it would just kind of work itself out. But now it's got to be the forwards, and it's got to be forwards that are actually playing well that are getting injured. Like it can't be any of the fourth line. <laughs> yeah, any of the fourth line that just actually suffers a, an injury that requires them to be out for <clears throat> a while. Um, I mean, the helm injury would hurt a lot less if Athanasia was still healthy. I think that's what, for me, makes it makes the helm injury worse. Is you don't because we've always said that Athanasiu would be a perfect replacement for Helm, and I think Athanasiu, if you put him on that third line as the center between Nyquist and and Vanek, I would really like to see what that line could do, uh, because yeah, I think it'd be keeping the speed element, but adding. I mean, Athanasiu, for my money, is much better offensively than Helm is. Um, He's got a, oh, yeah. a much yeah. a more developed yeah. offensive skill set there, so it'd be it'd be fun to watch that as a third line. But you know, it's not to be at this point. Um, I, I would assume I would have thought that Glenn Denning would have dropped down to the back down to the fourth line, but that line scored a goal yeah, against so Tampa. Screwed. So he and they stayed together for I think the whole game. Mm-hmm. Um, and Glenn Denning seemed like he was up there with them. So I, I know Blashill had initially said that he was going to do it at the beginning of the game. And then once Glenn Denning made that pass to Nielsen, it's like, well, we're going to get another game of this, 
you know, that's just he he just he proved it, I guess, to some people. But um, I don't know. I mean, with Bertuzzi being recalled, does he get back in the lineup or is he just being called up? Do they have? He's the twelfth forward, right? Yeah, yeah. he's the twelfth. Yeah, yeah. He's the 12th. So he, he will, will get in the lineup. Um, yeah, do they throw Bertuzzi on the fourth line with Miller and Ott and just like fuck it, here you go, whatever? I think um, they should. No, I think they should just put the fourth line back together, the OMG line back together, and just. I do too. You put the yeah. OMG line, throw Mantha up on that second line with um, Larkin and Nielsen. Yeah, and then um, put Bertuzzi on the third line. Yeah, that'd be with, great. Uh, Vanek and Nyquist. Nyquist. Oh wait, who centers that line? Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. That you're running but out of Shan. Shan. Yeah, I mean, you could make Shan your third line center, but you Shan's been Shan so. Up. But Shan's been. He has been. He's, he's not been there. wet garbage. He's not good this year. Yeah, you know what's funny? I I I noticed Shan more because he has struggled so much this year. And I mean, last night against Tampa, I actually didn't think he had a bad game. I mean, he's playing the fourth line. He's playing with Ott Miller, so right. probably just. Uh, you know, he, he's just the shiniest piece of crap at the garbage dump. So, um, I, I don't know. I, I feel like he's just one goal away from just, like, relaxing. Because he has talent. He's a, he's a decently talented player. His ceiling has always been a bottom six guy. Yeah. So, you know, he's never going to rise up to be a number two center or top line guy or anything mm-hmm. like that. That's not what he's there for. But, um, I mean, if he can kind of get back to the way he's been over the last couple of years, I, for, as a fourth line center, he would be phenomenal. If yeah, got, I think he is a good yeah. fourth line center. Yeah, he, he gets, got yeah, what you got yeah. from him when he played with Yurko and Tatar when they were all rookies in fourteen. When they all came up and you know they just basically had no choice but to play everybody. That line was right. good. I mean, if you got that kind of production from him on a fourth line, I, I'd I'd call it gravy because that'd be amazing. But right, that's just assuming that you have a guy like Tatar and Yurko on the fourth line. Yurko, yeah, but Tatar, you know, Ivod has a goal. Riley Shane doesn't. So I mean, there you go. I mean that should that that should be Jonathan Erickson's goal, but whatever. I mean, it, it is. <laughs> think, it is. think about that statement. Think about that statement you just made. That you just like Jonathan oh, Erickson should have gotten oh, credit for that good play. <laughs> yeah, no, because Erickson started I, really. Good. You know, yeah. he's look. I people rip on Smith, and I was firmly in the boat of Brendan Smith needs more of an opportunity. His, his underlying possession numbers look great. Let's see what he can do. Clearly, it's not people who have watched him and have said he's bad. Don't look at his stats. I I, I don't want to say they're a hundred percent right, but they were definitely on to something. Yeah, because he just he hasn't been good this year. Um, DeKaiser, no offense. He has like he's, offensive. DeKaiser's in over his head. No, DeKaiser's yeah. drowning. Yeah, he's just like he's, yeah, he's just in over his head. Um, Marchenko has really struggled which surprised me because he played well at the world cup erickson has been almost a revelation on that <laughs> third pair he's been he's been good in his role he's not I and mean, he's not doing anything flashy but he's also not he's not shitbox anymore at least not right now maybe things will change because i jinxed him, he but. started off really good and then i think lately he's kind of come down a little bit but i either way he, what he is doing right now is just Leaps and bounds better than what he has done in the past couple over the past couple of seasons. Yeah, I mean, and, he, yeah, and he is I, far I, from the problem. Oh yeah, for sure. No, and it's honestly. I saw somebody yesterday on Twitter make a comment about Erickson making a, a bad play or something, and it was like he's not the problem. 
He's yeah. not the pro- like whatever the Red Wings are doing, whatever their struggles are right now. Jonathan Erickson is not the problem. No, not which at is all. such a weird thing after the last it few is. seasons has been the problem, or at least one of the big ones. But I mean, his yeah, I mean, his contract is still the worst, and, and it is. I mean, it doesn't change the fact that he's still grossly overpaid to be yeah, a, sure. a number six defenseman. But yeah. for the play that they are getting out of him, forgetting the contract because right. I've been drinking. He's fine. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I, 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 you, you know what? His play has been greatly improved, uh, and I think a big part of it is pulling John uh, Nicholas Cronwell away from him. So, yeah, and getting, him off, and getting him off the top possibly. Pair. Yeah, and he's oh, not he's not okay. being looked at as a top defenseman anymore. Uh, neither of them are, which is it's it's good. Now that's yeah, but then the now, the problem is now we're looking at other. <laughs> yeah, now we have a yeah now we have a new problem. Uh, speaking yeah. of which, uh, speaking speaking of uh, problems, uh, you know we're gonna look around the league real quick. There's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of a uh, lot of news. Uh, a lot of injuries. Um, seems like the NHL is just losing uh, a lot of uh, their their face players. Uh, you know your Taylor Hall who just went down for I think what was like six weeks, something like that, four yeah. weeks. Uh, yeah, four to six. Hall, four to I six thought weeks. Hall was three to four. Yeah. Okay. So four weeks. Um. And then you have, and then you have Johnny Goudreau. He went down. He's down for a, quite a while. Yeah. Um, and then Broken you have, finger or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Something messed up with his finger. I think it needs surgery. If I believe, yeah, if I remember does. correctly, he his, does need his, surgery. His, the finger needs surgery. Don't so send him to yeah. the same doctor that took care of Erickson's finger. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Or, or do. Or do. Or do. Or do. Yeah. 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 Um. And then, uh, and then you've got Darren Helm, obviously a a, a face of the NHL for sure. Um, Stamkos. Oh yeah, Stamkos. That's right. Stamkos. Well, they, yeah, Stamkos some, is down. They're saying it's meniscus in his knee. Um, and then, like the the question, I mean, the last thing I saw like on Twitter from like you know the the national guys like McKenzie was, you know, they didn't have any more news than that. And like it could be week, you know, a matter of weeks. But on like if it's if it's as bad as it could be, it could be it could be months again. Which I mean, Jesus, that's uh, you know that yeah that that's terrible. You don't want to see that. And the problem, and but the thing is that the t- the way that the Lightning are built, they're still gonna win. They're still oh, gonna be a good yeah team. yeah. So, you know that's punishment yeah. for not even speaking to the Red Wings during free exactly. Agency, so exactly. <laughs> what you get um so outside of the uh you know the um the injury front which there are a lot of injuries going around which really sucks um there's been some trade rumblings um dougie hamilton has been in the uh tossed into the rumor rumor mill and uh there have been a couple of teams uh from kiprios who said they were uh kicking tires on that knows the penguins and the uh coyotes um I mean the Penguins. I mean I can only imagine that they'd have to they'd have to move shit around in order to make that happen. But if they did acquire a guy like Dougie Hamilton, that'd be huge. Um, but uh, today, uh, Wednesday, Wednesday morning, uh, Elliot Friedman tossed the Red Wings' name in there. Nothing more than just a um, speculation, basically saying the Red Wings are they struck out on Truba, they struck out on Fowler. Um, what about this guy? What about Hamilton, whose name is out there in trade speculation? Maybe they could, they should be making calls on him. Um, and it makes sense. It really does. Uh, you know, I don't know why the Flames would want to trade Hamilton, honestly. Uh, I think 
that's the least of their problem right now. Um, they are a bad team. Don't get me wrong. But, um, I mean, if they're trying to trade them, then, yeah, the Red Wings should probably try and make that happen. And I would assume the trade starts with Anthony Manta and it goes up from there with a draft pick and probably a, a roster player like, a, I mean, shit, you, you, you name Nyquist. it. Yeah, like a Nyquist, a Tatar. Um, and mm-hmm. they might even want a defenseman in return. So, I mean, I don't know. You toss Sproul at them or you toss someone else like Brendan Smith. I don't know. Um, but I would, that's one of those guys that uh, another one, just like Jacob Truba. Um, yeah, I think that's a guy I'd probably want want to go out and, and mortgage up something for him. Um, Cause I really do like Dougie Hamilton. I think he's a good player. Um, your guys' thoughts on that. Um, yeah. I mean, the, well, Hamilton makes almost 6 million. And 5. so 5.75, 5. 5. I believe 5.75. So, uh, you know, it's, it, for the wings, it's, it, it's kind of like it was with Truba and Fowler. It's going to have to be dollar in dollar out, which is why I suggest Nyquist because he's got that four, four, seven, five. <clears throat> so really all you have to do is then toss in, pretty much anybody else to make the money work. Um, and I think, I mean, if you read the reports out of Calgary, they're looking for um, a defenseman with jam because it's a Brian Burke team. And apparently right. that's the kind of shit they need. So I don't know. Maybe like, like, a Brendan for grape or strawberry. Yeah. Or? I don't know. Well, I mean, uh, what's a, what's a shitty kind of jam? Give him Brendan Smith, throw him in the deal. Uh, or a uh, boysenberry. A, uh, boysenberry. Yeah. That's Danny DeKaiser. Apricot. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, they're never going to trade DeKaiser because... No, I know. I'm done. He's the face of the franchise on defense. So, um, But, I mean, I mean, it, I think this is going to go the same way it went with Truba and Fowler. Um, yeah. The wings are going to be linked because everybody knows they're trying to get a defenseman. Um, the price is probably going to be too high. We'll hear that from Holland and nothing will happen. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um... To really just take this subject and throw it in the garbage, that's basically what Graham is doing because that's exactly what's going to happen because it's happened basically every year since Nick Lidstrom left. So, <laughs> um, I mean, we almost yeah. traded for uh, Jay fucking Bomeister. Remember that time when we were all like, I remember there was a time where I was like, yeah. yeah. It was that Sakar Knight was in a first or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, that'd be sick. That that's just what we need. And now you look at Jay Bomeister and oh, he's terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but this is a little bit different because it's you know you're talking young defensemen, and the Red Wings know that they need a young defenseman. So. Well, I mean- you know, I, I think when you look at you know Hamilton and and, and you try to figure out how he's going to fit in, and you you look at oh he's at a five seven five cap hit. I think that just shows just how bad the DeKaiser contract was. You know, I mean he's yeah. DeKaiser's getting five million, and Hamilton would be such an upgrade for three quarters of a million more. I mean that's you know I, I know we've been talking about it a lot. I don't want to beat a dead horse. I mean, like that's the problem with these contracts, these 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 ridiculous extensions that don't have to happen. You know, it, it hamstrings us for stuff like this. You know, like um, I was trying to, uh, you know, I was, I was trying to figure out, you know, like, uh, um, you know, every time we talk about these these trades, you know, it always comes back that they only want one player on our team and that's Larkin, you know, I mean, and, and of course, I mean, that makes sense, you know? And so I was trying to work through like, you know, at some point, does it make sense, you know, to, 
uh, to trade Larkin, which of course I don't want to, and I don't think it does, you know, but, uh, you know, I was trying, you know, hypothetically, does it make sense? Um, you know, if we were going to get, you know, a, a defenseman that's like Hamilton or higher, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, it makes absolutely no sense for a lower, you know, a lower quality one, you know, it'd have to be a stud defense, you know, but, um, I mean, it kind of keeps coming back to you, like, even if it did make sense, then we have to fit the contract. I mean, like, like we're so screwed. Like we've like, like the, these contracts have screwed us for any kind of upgrade on defense. Unfortunately, I, uh, I think there's one name on this entire roster that is untouchable, and it is Dylan Larkin. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I I don't I, I don't want to trade him. I mean, he's probably my favorite player right now. You know, yeah. I was just trying to think. I mean, every other team, like every time it comes out, like, hey, what did they want? They only wanted one player. You know, so if right. we upgrade on defense, that seems to be the only option. I don't think it's the right option. You know, I don't think it works anyway. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it does make sense, you know, because I was trying to work through, you know, could it possibly make sense somehow, even though it doesn't seem likely? And no, I don't. I mean, it just doesn't. Yeah, no, any team is going to ask for for start. You know, they're going to ask for Larkin because that's what you do in, in trade situations. You shoot high and then you work down from there. Um, I right. mean, that's how I would do it as a GM. If someone came to me and said, uh, if, 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 if the Leafs came to me as a GM and said, I want Dylan Larkin, I'd be like, okay, cool. Well, uh, let's see. We really like... Mitch Marner. Um, so yeah, let's. What do we, what do we feel about that? And then you basically just work your way down from there. I mean, it's just that's how you do things in the NHL in sports as as a whole. So, um, unless you're unless you're Peter Shirelli and just like yeah, fine. Yeah, First fuck off, it. Um, yeah, I'll take I'll take that that uh, that spare parts defenseman for the best one of the best wingers in the league. Yeah, that's that's this is fine. No, this is good. This is what we need. <laughs> but to his to his to his defense, the Oilers have been a lot better. But I mean, yeah. let's not let's not kid ourselves. That's not because of him, uh, and mm-hmm. not because yeah. of Adam Larson. Uh, I should say. Um, but you know, uh, looking around the league. At all, I'm, I'm sorry, Mike. Did you have any thoughts on on that on the, Damien, the Dougie Hamilton rumblings? Not a whole lot that hasn't been said. Just right, other than, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'm not going to add anything new to the conversation. But I mean, if if there if there was a team that maybe thought they could get away with trading a young defenseman, I mean, it could be Calgary. I mean, they do still have Giordano and Dennis Weidman. Um, who are both, I mean, neither one of them are incredible, but they're both pretty damn good defensemen still. Um, and they've got TJ Brody on the roster, but you look at their forwards and they could really use a Mantha or a Nyquist or a Tatar. Cause after Johnny Gaudreau and Sean Monahan, and one of them's injured and out for extended time and the other one's playing like shit, I, I mean, they could use some power up front. So I mean, the biggest names after those two on their roster are like Froelich and Backlund. Backlund, I like it, Backlund a lot. Um, I don't. Well, think, well, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not saying not to like those guys, but I mean, right. they're they're forty point guys. They're not going to win shit for you. I mean, yeah, the Flames aren't going to be winning anything anytime soon, anyways. So that's yeah, not with Goudreau out. Except maybe I mean, the lottery. They, they, yeah, yeah they maybe the lottery. But they need a they need complementary pieces. So mm-hmm. I mean. You know, the rumblings are going on right now. Maybe you wait two weeks and then you call up, you know, the GM and you say, hey, 
how's it going missing your all-star you know yeah. we could really use defense you guys are okay on defense it's not really digging a hole to to ditch uh hamilton who hasn't been having as good of a year for you guys but you know maybe we could send you a forward right and i mean that's it it is what it is i i think that uh graham kind of wrapped this subject up really well and that is the the price will be way too high and the red wings aren't gonna pay it um because it just it doesn't you know i don't know i i if they're if they're asking for like mantha plus like first round pick plus like two other players and at that point it might be best just to throw it throw in the towel and say no um yeah but you know i don't know you never know what these gms are asking for sure and we very very rarely uh, ever get any insight from uh as to what is being asked and if we do it's like a year later two years later um so yeah. i don't know that kind of uh kind of wraps that up uh just um just a just a quick quick uh, topic, real quick. Um, who do you guys think wins the uh, the Calder this year? Do you think it will be Matthews, or do you think it's going to be Line? Line, oh. uh, sorry, Line. <laughs> you guys think it's going to be Line? Oh yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be Zach Wierenski. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think watch out for Mitch Marner. Yeah. Yeah, he's really good. He's, I think re- he's started to really come on. Uh, not that he had a slow start, but mm. he's. I think he's been overshadowed a little bit by now. Wierenski, um he's defenseman, right? Yep. Yeah. I have to think. I have to think about this for a second. Um, I always think defensemen have a, like almost like a head start because it's such a harder position to play, especially when you are eighteen or nineteen years old. Um, as a rookie, so I, I think as if Wierenski can kind of keep up, I mean, he's not going to keep up the scoring pace right. that he's that he's had. But if he can just kind of get to a point where he kind of plateaus, but then maintains that throughout the year, I think he'll probably win. Um, what unlike, type of scoring pace do you think Wierenski has to keep up? Uh, look at I'd say Ek, probably, look, I'd look say at what Ekblad did basically. Yeah, yeah, that's your you've you've got. Not a recent comparison. And Ekblad is a freak of nature. I don't think Wierenski is on the same level that Ekblad was in his rookie season. Um, But, I mean, Wierenski is just like, he's got all the tools. He's such a good skater. I've watched this kid play since he was just, he was like, like just a a kid. Um, And he's, he really is a a good defenseman. And uh, he's the kind of guy that I think could help turn the blue jackets around um outside of a probably a better coach but they are doing well lately um ever since they had that 10 goal game against the the canadians who knows they might they might fall but they'll probably fall back down to earth but um you know who knows uh, i think Wierenski has a real shot i think those are the three names for me right now line a i might even bump matthews out of it and put a guy like like uh Konechny in there um because Konechny's real good, and he's he's been solid. Um, but Matthews is probably le- leading the pack just because of where he plays and what he's what he's done. Um, but he's also riding the line of if he keeps up this little cold streak he has, then Toronto media is going to get a hold of it, and it's going to be real ugly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyways. He's um, run Austin Matthews out of town. Find uh, the nearest hot dog vendor and run him true. out of town. 
That's true. Yeah, get get that guy. Get that guy a couple hot dogs. Um, we'll take him in Detroit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking we will. Um, but anyways, uh, wrapping up the uh, around the league segment. Um, as always, uh, this season we have our positivity corner where we talk about stuff that makes us happy, whether it's hockey related, whether it's not hockey related. I'm gonna go ahead and say that. I am very happy to see Anthony Mantha playing in the NHL, and um, I hope that he smacks everybody in the face so hard that he either... I I just hope he doesn't play in the NHL ever again. Whether he's with Detroit or not, I just hope he doesn't play in the NHL again. Um, Also, uh, another positive uh, thought... um, Dennis Cholowski is doing really well in the NCAA. He has six points in ten games, uh, doing better than Dante Favreau. And, um, <laughs> um, he has, what, three points in the NHL? So, whatever, dude. <laughs> <They're the same. laughs> yeah, it's basically the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you guys, uh, Let's go with Graham next. Um, I <clears throat> uh, So, positivity, Red Wing-related... Um, before he got injured, I was I, I that they are starting to recognize what Andreas Athanasiu can bring to this team. His ice time went up, his responsibilities were going up. He's playing power play. Um, he was playing more. I I don't know if he has slapped Blashill in the face, uh, literally or figuratively, um, but I think that I think the team has the coaching staff has taken notice and they're starting to give him more of an opportunity to show what he can do. And I think he's, I think that's a good thing because if he fails, he fails, but at least he's getting the shot. Um, non red wing. I don't know. I really don't have much. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, I don't know. Life is fine. It's just, it is what it is. My wife's out of town. So I'm basically like a single dad for the next couple of days. Congrats. So, uh, um, I'm going to be drinking a lot. So yeah, Hell positive. Yeah. Cheers. Based on movies I've seen, that's going to go really well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Peter, what about you? Um, let's see. So non-Red Wings related, um, tomorrow, uh, right after school slash work, because I work at a school, we are going to, uh, we're, we're driving up to Connecticut to uh, to see my, my brother who's visiting from L.A. Um, so obviously I don't get to see him too often. Um, so it's going to be pretty fun. It's going to be kind of like a pre-Thanksgiving, uh, you know, family get together. So that should be really cool. Um, I forget if I said this last time, but, um, you know, at the, the, the New Jersey Devils uh, Red Wings game, uh, Jeff's going to be there, too. So that would be cool to meet up with him. I think I did say that now that I say it. Um, Red Wings related. Um, I'm going to try to think of something that's maybe not as, as uh, kind of right in your face. Like, I, I, I did really like seeing um, Abdulkader uh, play, uh, like, you know, <laughs> You know, what he can bring to the team is, you know, that physical style that, you know, supposedly Ott brings, you know, but he can actually play. I mean, like in the second period, you know, he he not only was, you know, going, you know, hitting people, you know, playing physical. But I mean, there was like a stretch of maybe like five minutes where like he was all over the place. Like, they, you know, he, he kept getting the puck. He kept getting either a scoring chance himself. He set up Nielsen for a really nice chance. Um, and, you know, it kind of feels like I was trying to remember like I don't really remember him playing like that at least most of the year so far. So it was it was nice to see him, you know, kind of, 
you know, play like he really needed to. And I, I think, I mean, for me, that's what really gave our team, you know, kind of the spark that we, uh, that we kind of got in that second period. Um, I think, I know Graham was talking about this before. Like, I think at the end of the second period, I mean, I think, you know, he definitely could have just, you know, he should have just walked away. I mean, I can understand why he, you know, he, he wants to get involved there. Um, you know, him getting the only penalty was absolutely ridiculous. Um, but, you know, it, it was nice to see, you know, him throwing the body, but then also, you know, playing well offensively. And I think, you know, I think he was a, a big part of the team last game. And I hope that continues. Okay, good, good, good. Uh, Mike, what about you? Uh, let's see. Red Wings related. Um, I am positive that Darren Helm is going to make a quick recovery because he's had way too many uh, really horrific injuries in, in his NHL career so far. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, Helmer, if you're listening, which we know you're not, um, <laughs> speedy recovery. To you, you never know. <laughs> yeah, you never do. Yeah. And then... Um, um, not Red Wings related. Um, I just booked my honeymoon, so all right, yeah, Sweet. so that's getting positive. married. Yeah, yes, getting married um, early in 2017. Nice. So, if uh, if we have anybody listening from St. Lucia in uh, the Caribbean, uh, start of March, uh, I'll I'll be down there and we can grab a drink or something. <laughs> <laughs> all right, beautiful. That was a great positivity corner. Uh, well done. Um, and on to the reader questions we go. Um, so since JJ is not with us, and if you're a frequent listener, you know that he usually does the reader questions. I am going to do them tonight. Um, I am not as good at them as JJ is. Um, I will probably stumble. I will probably screw it up. Um, so whatever. You can yell at me in the comments. I probably won't read them. Um, All that negativity but, right but after J- positivity But JJ will, definitely, JJ will definitely read them, and I'll hear about it. So yep. don't worry about that. Um, so, yeah, we'll just go into it. <clears throat> uh, first question, and I probably will ask questions that we've already answered. Um, whatever. Uh, so from IndieWing97, is AA, uh, AA Andreas Evan, see you, a bigger part mm-hmm. of this team than people think? Uh, comment says the wings just look so slower without him. They can't break out of their zone. Is this just a rough stretch or is AA really the stall that stirs the red wings drink? Um, my answer to that is I think, yeah, he is a big part of the team. He really does control the tempo when he's on the ice. Um, not so much. Uh, I mean, definitely for the red wings, but um, he really, really the, like other teams need, like are starting to learn that they need to respect him. They need to respect his speed. Um, because he will burn you uh, big time when when he turns on the afterburners. If he gets a if he gets a stretch pass on the stick, then more often than not he's turning a def- defenseman around and uh, he's right in on goal. So uh, anybody else? What what do you think? Yeah, like what he did in Philly with with those defensemen and, and uh, oh oh man that was sexy. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but um, it's, it's hard being the straw that stirs the drink. <laughs> um, I, I mean, the rest of the, uh, I don't want to say he, he's not an impact player, but I don't think he's that level of impact. Cause like, like the, like the question says that, I mean, we have trouble breaking out of our own zone. Like AA can only do so much on his own. And yeah, if he gets that pass, man, he can be gone, but he's got to get the pass and we have to have people who can pass to him. And Kyle, you and I were talking last night, like the zone entries are just goddamn awful on this team. Zone entries passing out of the zone. 
Like I, I'm, I'm still missing the days of Lidstrom and Rafalski when everything was tape to tape, no matter what, everything was tape to tape. And now it's, you know, hitting people in the chest and hands and it looks like they're playing on chippy ice and, you know, taking stuff off the boards, trying to thread a needle through two defenders and it doesn't even get up to the two defenders. It hits like the force or something in the middle of the air and deflects the wrong way. So he's, he's good, but I don't know if he's quite straw stirring good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I Peter, Graham, I mean, your, your thoughts. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree with that. I mean, he's, uh, he's very good. And he can do he can make that one play or so that can really I mean get the crowd out of their seat. It's he's got the speed to back up defense, but um I mean we're not talking about an elite player that can do it on his own. Like he's not a game breaker. Um yeah. I, I, I really like what Mike said. I mean he, he he can make the play, but he needs somebody to, to get him the puck to do it. Or he needs help to do it. So um I mean he, he the overall lack of, I mean, he helps the overall team speed. Um, but, uh, I don't, I don't think that this little rough stretch they're in right now is mostly due to him not being in the lineup. Right. Yeah. I've never touted him as like, a. honestly, I've never touted him as a, uh, as a top six forward. I always saw him as the perfect third line center. Yeah. I'm, I'm good with that. Okay. Um, well, uh, IndieWing97 also uh, has another question, uh, which we can do real quick here. Um, if the Red Wings were a drink, what would they be? I'm going to go ahead and say that they are a Bloody Mary because you just need one after you've just been – you're hungover and you feel like shit. So they're a Bloody Mary because they're – I don't know. They're just, they're just a Bloody Mary. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with the Montreal game, and I'm going to say bleach. <laughs> okay. All right. Technically not a drink, but sure. <laughs> Could be. I'm going to go Graham. with... Uh, no. No, okay. Mike, go ahead. No, no, no go to Graham. No, go to Graham. <laughs> All right, Graham, fine. Um, I'll go with probably kind of a, like, basically a... a cl- Lasting around forever, you know what you're gonna get. It's not gonna wow you. It's just gonna be, yeah, this is nice. Okay, hey, Mike. <laughs> what? Um, what a answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Mike, you're up. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go with day old chocolate milk. <laughs> okay, because like. It's it's tasty and there's good qualities about it, but it's slightly off and it's not getting better. Are you talking about chocolate milk day old that has not been in the fridge? Yes. Okay. So it's tasty. All right, you're fucked in the head. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're moving on. Anyway, like regular chocolate, chocolate milk, milk is tasty. Drinks that. Come on. <laughs> Anyways, uh, spetching expectations. Um, Asks, what is the largest concern with the team in your opinion right now? Defensive failures, lack of scoring, energy, or face slapping? Mine is going to be defensive failures, plain, plain and simple. Um, it's just defense. That's it. If you don't have the defense, uh, you don't have the scoring. If you don't have the scoring, you don't have the energy. So it just it's it's a trickle down effect. So that's my answer. Um, let's see. Um, so. 
Oh, sorry. Yeah. So if we're saying like largest concern, I mean, it's kind of hard because like they all kind of go together. Um, I think for me, it's just like the lack of, uh, you know, you're talking about like zone entries, you know, like, like we can't get the puck out of our zone. We can't set up on, I mean, uh, last game we were able to set up on the power play. Um, but you know, sometimes like, like except on the power play, like we can't really get any sustained pressure. Um, so I think like that whole aspect of it, like, like, you know, it, it doesn't seem like we're in sync and, you know, again, I mean, that's for a lot of reasons, I guess. Okay. Uh, Mike, what about you? Yeah, I'm going to agree with Peter and, and go with the sync thing, but I'm, I'm going to focus it a little bit more on, like I just said, with the passing, just because I, I think the passing facilitates the zone exits. It facilitates the neutral zone play. It facilitates the zone entries, and it facilitates keeping set up in the offensive zone. And w- when you can't make crisp, clean passes, even through traffic, it, it, it hampers that entire game and you essentially just play a muck fest for 60 minutes, which is Mm -hmm. what the wings have been doing all season. And we see the results of that. So clean up your passing boys. Graham. Um, I think the over-reliance on their goaltending to keep them in games. That's a good one. A big one because Mm. I mean, it's basically been how, Howard, Howard, especially, uh, you know, has been the only reason that they're in games late. Um, and, it, and it's and I think I mean, it's kind of a cop out answer, quite honestly, because it, it basically overlooks everything. But it's just the uh, if their goaltending kind of regresses back towards league average uh, and some uh, and basically everything else doesn't change. They're in some serious trouble. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, um, moving on to the next question, and this is from Rhode Island Red Two. Are the red are the wings not as talented as we <clears throat> as we think, or is the talent being mismanaged? Where is the core problem? Players on ice leadership, coaching. Um, in my in my opinion, Rhode Island Red. Um, I think it's just maybe a little bit of everything. Um, leadership. I don't. I, eh, on ice leadership. I don't want to hear it. I, you know, they, you, what you brought in, you've got a great core of leadership in, in with Zetterberg. I think he's a good leader. He's a silent leader, but some of the best leaders in NHL history have been silent leaders. Uh, Steve Eiserman, numero uno. Um, so the players, I mean, obviously there is a talent problem there. I don't think we, they are as, t- I mean, I don't think the Red Wings are a super talented team. I don't think that. I don't know how the rest of everybody else thinks. Um, they don't have a superstar on the team at all. I mean, Larkin is the one that is maybe emerging into that. Uh, and maybe he might end up being a superstar, or he just might end up being a really great player. When I think of a superstar, I think of a player that changes a game on a consistent basis. That's a Sidney Crosby um you know, I mean, that's like a Sidney Crosby type player. That's a guy who can put a game, a team on his back on a consistent basis and, and, and make shit happen. Um, the Red Wings don't have that, plain and simple. They don't have like a Steve Eiserman. They don't have a Nick Lidstrom. Um, so that's a problem for sure. Um, not to say that you need that in order to be successful in this league, but it helps. It definitely helps. Um, so. That's a big one. Uh, and then I think coaching, sure, that, that that's something you could consider a problem at times. Every coach, and I really do want to hit this home, I don't care what team you play for or what team it is, what league you're in, um, 
or what country you're playing hockey in. Every single coach in any sport has bad tendencies. They'll do stupid stuff. They'll make bad calls. Everybody does it. Same with the GM. Um, and some are worse than the others. I happen to think that Blashill is a good coach, but I do think that a lot of the moves that he makes have been influenced by someone above him and what he just has to work with. So sure, it's a problem, but you're not going to get a perfect coach. It's not going to happen. I mean, you saw it with Babcock. He made the same bad calls at times, um, and that's the best coach in hockey. So, you know, it is what it is. It's it's a it's it's not we're not pinning the blame on just one thing here. I think it's a a healthy blend across the board, and that's what the Red Wings are. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's that's my answer. Uh, you guys, do you have any uh, other additional thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, um, I think it's. I think the talent is about what it is. Um, I, I don't think there's. I, I think some players have have struggled a little bit, but I mean, other players have played better than we thought they were going to. So I think that ultimately has been a bit of a wash so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think the talent level overall on the team is 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 average, and yeah. especially when you trot out a fourth line that is basically devoid of any sort of. Um, real skill i mean they do what they do and you can debate the merits of that all you want but i mean when it comes to actual offensive skill you've got three guys that are pretty much lacking in it completely so um you're you're almost taking away an opportunity to to um have more talent in the lineup by icing that fourth line and i don't know if that's a coaching issue or or uh, you know, a GM issue because they're on the team or whatever that is. But uh, um, I, I, I think where the Red Wings are right now is probably a good indication of what their roster looks like. I think it's it's probably it's probably on point from what I would expect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we've got a lot of guys who the, the older guys seem to have reg- regressed quicker than management thought they would, and younger guys who haven't developed as quickly as or or as far as management thought they would and you know you can call that a problem from a player standpoint but is it really or or is that more of a management and scouting problem that they you know overshot these guys um and then you don't have a coach who's able to coach them up to where you thought you were going to be because i mean at the end of the day if you've got enough skill coaching matters a lot less. And if you've got a, a, a great coach, skill matters a lot less. You know, one can compensate for the other, but we don't really have people in either position to compensate for lacks one way or the other. So, yeah, Graham, I'm, I'm, I'm mostly with uh, on board with what you said, if I could actually talk at all. Peter, do you have anything to add? Yeah, just just real quickly, I mean, I guess, mm-hmm. um, like like the the simplest way I would put it is that um, it seems like on a consistent basis this season we're not we don't have the best lineup we could have, and that you know that kind of ties in with what Graham said about you know the opportunity cost of having 
our fourth line, you know, it takes away opportunities from other people who could be out there playing. Um, you know, so that's on the GM, you know, you know, with roster moves and stuff. And then, you know, like I said before, I mean, Sproul sitting out after his first two games made absolutely no sense. Um, and so I think it's a combination of, of, of those things uh, is what I think like the biggest, uh, you know, issue is. All right, um, Holmstrom ninety six. Uh, this is a good one, and uh, should be a quick one. Uh, what food are you most looking forward to eating at Thanksgiving? Um, uh, I got this. This is easy. Bread okay. stuffing. Yeah, it's stuffing for me. I love. I, I would I, eat bread uh, stuffing as a meal. Yeah, I will. I will. I will yeah. shove that shit into my veins. That <laughs> stuff is so good. Just cover it in gravy. Oh yeah. And just oh god, give it to me. No, mix it right in with garlic mashed potatoes. Oh yeah, get nasty. Yeah. My, now you're talking dirty. My wife makes oh, my God. wife makes a uh, it's a sweet potato crunch. So it's like a sweet potato casserole with um, wow. nuts, like pecans and stuff on top, and brown sugar. And it is it's like dessert, but it's part of the main meal. Right? You yeah. You, that's the beautiful thing about Thanksgiving, yeah. at least American Thanksgiving. You get like the on the uh, the side dishes during during dinner that are. Just they're actually dessert, but you, you that it is what it is. I mean, you're talking like you get like like uh, sweet potato or yams with like marshmallow on it. It's basically uh, it's basically dessert. So yes, very excited about Thanksgiving. I've actually never understood the the topping of sweet potato with marshmallow. All right, <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I, I love it. I but, do uh, not get it. I love it. It's good. Um, Next question, L.A. Wing. Is the real reason we are losing because of the lack of talent on D, or is it just widespread than that? We already answered that. Um, it's 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 everything, uh, but it's mostly focusing. You really do need better defensemen. Um, Baby Larks, uh, speaking of Thanksgiving, it's Thanksgiving with the Red Wings. Uh, which two players at the dinner table do you sit between, and what do you talk about? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> um, I'm going to sit – I'm going to sit between – um. Oh God, this this is a weird one. Uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Tatar, and then on the other side, I'm going to go with uh, Franzen. Those are the two. Like just and uh, you just talk about I don't know. You just like throw something out there, and then you just see if they like. I want to see what like Franzen says, and then then see what Tatar says, and then have Franzen make fun of him, and then it just turned into that because that would be fun. That's a good answer. Yeah, that would be, that would be my Tatar and Franzen or basically anybody in Franzen for that matter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Peter, uh, uh, or did Graham, Graham, you can go. Yeah. Uh, um, I would sit, uh, once I'd have Mantha and I would get him drunk so that I could get his true feelings on how he feels he's been treated. This year. On the other side. <laughs> is, is he old enough to drink? <laughs> yeah. Then you're yes, getting an underage. Yeah, you're, be, you're getting underage. He's, 20, he's 21, I think. Oh yeah. yeah and if a, not, we'll have we'll have it at at my house at my parents' house in Canada, where the drinking age is 19 and everything is nice and kosher and legal. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's old enough. On the other side, on the other side, I would want to have Zetterberg, just so I could ask him about the Swedish mafia stuff. <laughs> I, thought I thought about Zetterberg just because he seems like a guy who just likes like he either drinks Bud Light or like red wine, and he just like he's a, he's, I bet he's a wine drinker, like a fine wine drinker. That's like Nyquist. Like I thought about Nyquist for a second. Like he'd probably just criticize everything I was drinking and eating. Oh yeah, you know, what's that? Oh, well, this is a Molson Canadian. 
Uh, well, <laughs> yes. No. Mm, yes, that's that's fine for the plebes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would go with. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I, I would go with Mantha on one side and Athanasiu on the other side um, because I I kind of feel like my slap game is a little weak, and I'd really like some <laughs> some good tips and there techniques. You, you know, yeah. All right. Okay. I don't know who you're slapping, but no. well, I mean, you never know if you have to challenge somebody to a duel. You never know. That's true. Could happen. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike, uh, what about you? Well, a little bit of personal history. I'm a uh, MSU graduate, so I'd park my ass right between uh, Miller and Abdelkader. I was I was actually um, in school about the same time they were, oh, so yeah. I'd probably just sit between them, trade some stories, and uh, fire spit wads down the uh, table at Glendenning and Larkin. Well, that's a lame that's a lame pick. Um, anyways, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, moving on to the uh, the next question. If you're having a potluck Thanksgiving dinner with the Red Wings, which players would bring what dish? Okay, so let's pick which players would bring what dishes. Pick one player. Pick what dish they would do real quick. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say um, <laughs> Alexei Marchenko brings uh, an unopened can of cranberries. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> All right, so uh, Steve, Steve Ott brings grits. <laughs> because you don't really need it. You know, oh, thank God, that was a T-ball good. fucking question for you right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next. Luke Glendening um, bling- brings uh, paper plates. <laughs> okay. It's not really a dish. Well, technically it is, I guess. Sure. Yeah, we'll go for that. Yeah. Um, Darren Helm doesn't actually bring a dish. He just brings the wishbone from the turkey, but it's already broken. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Good answers. Good answers. Uh, next question from the same commenter, Grandma Larkin. Uh, what will it take to have uh, to not have Miller and Ott in the same game together? Uh, one or the Injury. other. One or the other is fine. <clears throat> no, it's not. Uh, but both of them makes absolutely no sense. Can you explain it? No, I can't explain it. Um, and as someone already said, injury. Uh, we'll move on from the next to the next question uh, from Hornecker. Hornecker, yes. Um, okay. Why is it that the wings consistently suck at passing the puck? Mike, this is something you've already talked about. Oh, um, yeah. It's something that could be fixed by better different drills, uh, or is our team hopelessly incompetent at this skill? Um, Larkin, he also went on to talk, he or she also went on to talk about Larkin being invisible this year offensively. Uh, I don't know what they're talking about at, at that part. I think Larkin has been really good offensively, but okay. Um, I'm just going to focus on the first part. Uh, better defenseman. Yeah. <laughs> That's like your blanket answer to everything. This better defenseman. No, I, but it's true. Better defenseman. Who's to blame for climate change? The wing shitty defenseman. You can do to improve well, it. I mean, the Red Wings well, really... They know how to. I mean, they're 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 professional hockey players. They know how to pass the puck. Um, it's you know the physical act of passing it to a, another player's stick is something that if they had the time to be able to to just do it, they, I'm sure they could do it. You know, ninety five percent of the time, no problems. It's um, I don't know if it's like a mental thing where it's just they're rushed. 
or they just there's there's just too much going on for them. But, I mean, I can't speak to it because I've never played it at nearly the level that these guys play at, so it's hard for me to put myself in their position. But um, there's just you know. I don't know if it's, it, they get pressure on them or something. It just seems like they just they rush it um, a yeah. lot of the time, and that and that's the problem. And, and look, nobody's going to look good when they are constantly pressured to make uh, to make a play when they're not ready to make it. Doesn't matter who you are. So you know, but at the the flip side of that is, if they were better puck movers, they wouldn't be as pressured because. Teams would be afraid to pressure them because they know they would be able to move the puck and then negate the fortune. Sure. So, um, you know, yeah. It, yeah. Anybody else have anything else to add on that question? Mm, not really. Okay. Yeah. Um, nope. Okay. Hashtag nailed uh, it. <laughs> Xander Ford asks, uh, looking at the opponents for the schedule until the new year, what quantity of wins do you expect? Uh, it's about 20 games. Um Will we see any, and also will we see any players step up beyond expectations and give us something to get excited about? Um, Sproul, any players in Grand Rapids not named Mantha, and even Yurko. Uh, first part of the question, um, personally, I think you're looking at 500 at best. Um, second part of the question, um, Yurko, no. Uh, the only other name, I, I think Sproul has already done it. Um, and then the other name, I don't know if there's anybody else that's really going to come up not named Bertuzzi. Uh, I mean, I guess you can maybe see Nosek, but I really don't see Nosek being... They're not going to put Nosek in a position to um, really light it up on the score sheet. So um, that's my that's my answer. Is, what about uh, Sprat Dorito? Matt Dorito? No, they're not going to bring <laughs> him up. <laughs> cool Rancher Dorito. Cool Rancher Dorito. <laughs> Anybody um, else got anything it, to add on that one? If you if you look at the schedule, we're we're in. I mean, you know, we're in trouble anyway. But I mean, it's it's not looking good. You know, and we got um, you know, obviously Washington next, and then we got a couple. You know, we got a little stretch. You know, Calgary, Buffalo. I mean, we we better win those games, especially now with Goudreau out. Um, you got the Devils without Taylor Hall. You know, so I mean, we got three games in a row that you know should be good. You know, but then I mean, Montreal, Dallas, and then in December, I mean. We'll be lucky to go 500 if you look at the you know the the teams we're playing, um, and we you know we got a we got a tough month or a tough you know tough stretch until the new year. I mean I think I think five like I'd be happy with 500 at this point. You know it's it's going to be tough to get to that. Anyone else? Yeah, I'd, I'd give them 40 percent win rate at this point, and uh, um, okay. yeah. I mean, in terms of players that can maybe exceed expectations, I think it's hard because expectations have been they've been reset for a lot of players. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, players that started out with low expectations have exceeded them already. Like I'm looking at Howard, Erickson, uh, Vanek. I mean, it's hard for them to kind of I don't want to say build on that, but I mean, really, whatever else they do, as long as they don't go too far down, it's they're still doing well. Um, and the guys who were supposed to be performing well have underperformed. So for them to exceed expectations, like I just want them to get to expectations now, just, just meet them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it would have to be a, a Bertuzzi or a Mantha or um, somebody that just kind of comes out of complete nowhere that just like that we haven't even thought would even get called up, but maybe gets called up and, and does well like Athanasio did last year. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
Let's see your next question. Uh, how dirty was that Manta to Z goal versus Tampa uh, by Bird Tire? Uh, very. I think Mike um, started his honeymoon yeah. after he saw that pass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I oh took my. my I was fit. Uh, take your clothes off and shower. <laughs> I I would need a license on a Russian webcam site to show you how dirty that was. <laughs> <laughs> Next question is from Bill H. Um, it's a long question. Uh, basically, um, improvements needed, but they can get there. Um, basically, what he's asking is if they're having some fundamentals problem, uh, fundamentals problems with um, you know passes, uh, bouncing off sticks. We've pretty much covered most of it for the for the most part in this uh, podcast so far. There are a lot of fundamental issues with the team. Um, obviously there is a lot of lack of talent. Um, it, it goes, it goes around the, uh, it, it, everybody's to blame at this point so far, uh, whether it's roster, whether it's coaching, uh, management, they're shouldering a lot of the blame. Um, it is what it is. Uh, fundamentals are a big part of it as well. Um, they definitely do need to get back to basics. I do think, but, um, yeah, just to, to round it out and give you kind of a vague answer. I'm sorry. Um, is is it's definitely uh, every, every all of the above. It is an everything bagel um, uh, with uh, with cream cheese, um, which sounds really good right now. I know. Maybe not as delicious uh, as the Red Wings roster and how they're playing, but everything bagel with cream cheese, not toasted because it should be toasted. So I can make it worse. Um, Helm appears to be out for six weeks. Who would you like to see get called up from Grand Rapids? Well, it's Tuesday. <laughs> Night. And that fl- I'm flying high on the uh, wings of red. Um, uh, Yelvit, fa- uh, Yelvit's S. Uh, Yelvit's one nine nineteen. Steve Eiserman got it. Okay. Um, was the helm hit legal? I think it was legal. Yes. Um, I mean, it was it was low, but it was it was still above the knee. Um, yeah. I I I I saw it in a you know it was one of those things where I, I kept watching it over and over and I wanted it to be a dirty hit so I could be angry that Helm got hurt and I just couldn't in my own mind justify it as a dirty hit uh, he stayed above the knee he didn't he didn't really submarine him it was just it was a good hip check that Helm just turned the wrong way quite honestly um, so I, I clean hit unfortunate injury mm-hmm I agree, and I think yep. we all can agree on yeah. that as well. Yep. Um, from yep. Jimmy Hoffa's ghost, Shayan, uh, why has Riley Shayan seemingly done nothing all season? Um, is it that he's not how he's being used, his line mates, or is he just not a top nine NHL forward? Uh, I think it's the last part of it. Yeah, I don't think he's a top nine NHL forward. Maybe he could make yeah. it as a middle guy um, on the third line, um, but with the roster that the Red Wings have right now. Um, he's not going to succeed where, at all, basically. I, he just He's either on the fourth line with a bunch of plugs or he is on um, a top line where he would be essentially just an advocator, and I don't think Riley Shane would be that good at that. So that's my answer. Um, I think he needs to be on a line centering two playmakers like he was at one point with Nyquist or Yurko and Tatar. He needs to be with... Yeah. He needs to be surrounded by good playmakers. Yeah, Shane would be a good um, third-line center in Pittsburgh where you've got happy Phil on one wing. Yeah. Yeah, that's, like that, that's, 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 that's what point. he needs to have. Yeah, he does Otherwise, need, he does he's need. a fourth-liner. Yeah, that's all we need. Just All we need is a Phil Kessel. 
Uh, well, no, we need more than a Phil <laughs> no Kessel, problem. unfortunately. Um, yeah. All right, moving on to the next one. Uh, from Acadian uh, 6, call up. Any chance we see Lurito or Svechnikov to get a nope. call out? Nope, it is Tyler. <laughs> Not this time. Like the nope. fourth time. <laughs> I should have even answered. I read the question, but I just did anyways. Um, from Datsuk for Prime Overlord. I haven't been paying much attention to the AHL so far. Um, I'm banking on one of you guys having to pay attention for this question. How does Dylan Sadawai look this year? Um, good enough to be consistent, considered worthy of a cup of coffee this season. Um, to answer your question, no. Um, Sadawai is going to need some time. Um, it's not that he's bad, uh, or by any means, he's a really talented player. He's a real nice, gritty player, but, um, he's just going to need some time to adjust. Uh, they're going to probably put him in a, bo- they're putting him in a bottom six role. He didn't even play tonight. Uh, so, you know, he's a, he's been a scratch. Um, I think they're just trying to get him adjusted and it's going to take some time. So no, I don't think you're going to see him, um, this year or next year. Um, and hell, you might yeah. not even see him the third year either. So it just really depends on how he how he pans out. Um, but at the end of the day, you paid a third round pick for a guy who could be a really good player. And it is what it is. You need to let him develop. Um, he's the kind of guy that you hopefully will be a uh, a guy who can get in, in front of the net and score those those uh, those dirty goals that the Red Wings really do want. So, but I think it's going to take time for him to fall into his uh, his niche here in in Detroit. <clears throat> well, it's not just a skill thing that he's got to catch up to. I, I mean, it's it's body conditioning as well. Because when sure. you're playing the 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 net front role, you can be tall and gangly, but you're not going to get a whole lot done. No matter how good your positioning skills are, you're just going to get tossed around. So he, he's he's not only got the the skill gap to to catch up on, you know, with changing leagues and and upgrading to to the AHL. But he's got to come up in uh, in some body weight too, and and relearn how to use him his um, his size at uh, at this level. Yep, exactly. Um, okay, so last question is from Peter's glove, uh, and this is a this is a I, I can't really offer much insight here to be honest. It's too early in the season, and I really honestly don't I don't know. But um, assistant coaches. It's still early in the season, but have you noticed any improvements scheme-wise with Torchetti and Huda um, that were added uh, behind the uh, bench? Um, No. (laughs) No, (laughs) I haven't. That's a good Prashant question because he's so so good at systems and and kind of that detail. Personally, Um, I don't don't know. I I do feel like the power play... For the most part, when they has get been, set up, effective. when they yeah, get I mean, set up, they look good. They, their puck movement and their and their and their positioning on the power play, when they are set up in the opponent's zone, I find is is much improved from last year because they're moving. They and move I don't around. Know, yeah, I don't know if Huda did this, and I, this just might be a, you know, a system thing. But Mike Green, when he gets the puck and he starts like he has time in the offensive zone on the power play, he looks really good. Um, I don't know if that's yeah. just Mike Green the way he is, or if it's something that that Huda uh, and uh, uh, Torchetti have kind of enabled him to do. Um, but he looks really good when he gets that that puck, and, and then you look at a guy like Sproul, who mm. being on the power play, he's looked really good. Um, so I don't know. I think it's just again, you just draw it back to lack of uh, to of uh, uh, offensive firepower, basically. Um, and plus, I mean, Vanek it, being out too. Yeah, Vanek too. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and I mean, we're talking about assistant coaches too. I think don't overlook the Breco um, uh, coming in as the goalie coach because uh, I think Howard's looked a lot better, and he has oh. credited uh, Pareko with that. With um, not Pareko, Saleko, Saleko. Thinking of the fucking. I would love to have a Pareko. Yeah, <laughs> wouldn't that be nice? Uh, but I mean, he's credited credited him with with his play this year so far because he said, you know, he's he's told. Be a little bit more patient, kind of mm-hmm. be be more calm and quiet in the net. Whereas, you know, Howard said, I've always been a very aggressive goalie. Um, so, you know, the I think we look at Torchetti and, and Huda, and I I think they've had positive impacts, but uh, definitely the, at the goaltending level too, it's 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 been noticeable. Any other thoughts on that? No, I'm good. All right, no, well, summed it up. That pretty much sums up all the reader questions. Hopefully, they didn't. Uh, murder them too bad. Um, so looking at the week ahead, uh, the Red Wings are going to wrap up this week with two more games. You have one on Friday against Washington. You have one against Calgary. Um, what do you guys, let's do our quick predictions real quick. I think we're going to go one, one and zero. Uh, uh, let's see, Peter, you go. Yeah. I mean the, the, you know, one and one makes a lot of sense. Okay. Yeah. Mike, go <laughs> one and one. Graham. One oh and one. You're a douche. Nope. <laughs> Gentlemen, any final hockey related thoughts? Stay healthy. Yeah, that's a good one. That's, yeah, you know yeah, what? I, I, no I just saw on Twitter that uh Eklund Larson Yeah, OEL just got off, rocked. But, yeah, so that yeah. sucks. Uh the NHL is falling apart. <laughs> um so I think that's for new wraps, stars to step up. Yep. That wraps it up real nicely. I think that we just need to stay healthy at this point and just get out of the season however we can. Um, so uh, for Graham, for myself, Kyle, for Peter, and for Mike, this has been another episode of Ringing It in Motown Radio. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, and we look forward to having you again next time. Take care, everybody. Winging it. Winging it, Motown. Winging it.